Hey everyone, welcome to another prep devotional. This is a short episode that I record in my truck on my way to work. If you're looking for longer form episodes, we record those on the weekend and release them so that they're ready for you on your drive or commute on Monday morning. If you're new here, would greatly appreciate it if you subscribe, and that way you never miss another episode of Sweet Prepper Goodness. All right, I don't know where that one came from. <clears throat> I got to remember that as I'm driving. This last episode, this last prevotional, I hit this really nasty part of, of the road, and I could tell, I mean, it just, I didn't like the sound. I mean, of course, it's the, the road noise and all that kind of stuff. But I know that if there's just one specific part, and I got to remember not to hit it, not to, not to drive over that part, to scoot over. Uh, hopefully I'll remember to do that. I mean, I was messing with the audio and, and trying to make it better, and I just couldn't get it, uh, you know, to, to clear up that road noise as, as much as possible. So, I don't know. Here we go. So, I want to talk a little bit about the little man today. And uh, I have a couple of different things. Hopefully I remember them all. I didn't write them down. And so, uh, i just just kind of go for it. But if you haven't listen to the most recent episode with Lori Neverman where uh, we talk about you know it was women in prep and homesteading and what comes next uh, great interview she's a very smart lady uh, has a lot of uh, interesting information if you haven't gone over to her website you need to hit it common sense home but one of the things that she said was in in looking at uh, your community and building your community and trying to make it you know to where it's um, at least the economy and getting to know people is to support the the little man, support local businesses. I kind of want to bounce off of that just a little bit because I think that's really important for us to find those local businesses and support them when we can. Now I know that sometimes it, it's a little bit more expensive. Sometimes sometimes it's not, you know, and sometimes your local business can. It seems like they can get things faster. At least I've experienced that in some cases where they can get things where other people are like, no, there's weeks, uh, you know, there's weeks lead time. And so, you know, you just put your name on a list and we'll get it to you. We'll call you when it's available. But smaller businesses can, can get things a little faster. And of course, it depends on what industry we're talking about and different things like that. But I think it's important to support our local businesses. I was reading an article just recently, and it was it was talking about a, a hospital administrator. And I mean, take whatever you feel about hospitals and what they've done to people who didn't want to take the jab and all that kind of. Just set it just to the side, just a little bit. Um, this person was talking about they can't hire people. They're willing to hire people. They're they're wanting to hire people at the the lower levels of jobs, I guess, that a hospital would have. Uh, whatever whatever that might be but they can't compete and this is the big deal they can't compete with Walmart you know you could go to Walmart and make more money than you would at a hospital and that wasn't that wasn't I mean historically that's not the the way that it would go I mean if you were working at a hospital you were making a little bit more money than you could at a grocery store at a big box store like Walmart you know but the thing is is that Walmart is making so much money they've made so much money or you know during the, the the pandemic right and they're able to offer so much more there I mean they're staying open no matter what happens they're going to stay open they're an essential service whatever that means and so they're gonna be able to stay open and, and they're raking making or making money you know hand over fist right now 
So to kind of just bounce off of that, there's a local, well, not a local, I'm sorry. There's a, a, a grocery store that I go to, and it is a Texas chain. And I don't know if they're doing it now, but a couple of months ago, they had a banner up, like, you know, when you're walking into the grocery store, that they were offering $17 an hour for uh for you know to pull groceries so you know you 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 do an online order or you you know whatever it is and uh you they have these associates that go around and they have i don't know little phones uh whatever little computers handheld computers and they're looking at what they need to pull they're pulling it and you know they're, they're they're pulling it putting it in this cart so that you can come and pick it up so seventeen dollars an hour. You know, I go, and I've talked about this on the podcast before. I go to the grocery store on Saturday morning, and there's like 10, 12 of these people, just you know, associates, and they're young people, you know, in high school, uh, maybe you know, in college, but they're they're young. You can tell that they're really young. And just think about making seventeen dollars an hour. And the thing is, is that they probably can work as much as they want because right now everybody's hurting for employees. So you remember you remember the day when you started making $17 an hour? I mean, I remember when I was working, I started working and minimum wage was like $4.25. And I remember I got a job that, my first job actually, I think I was making four seventy-five. So I was making 50 cents over minimum wage and that was, oh my gosh, that was a big, big deal, right? To make a little bit more money than minimum wage. And you think about what these these kids are making nowadays, that's crazy. But the fact is, is that these stores can afford to pay them because they are making the money. So we need to make sure that we're taking care of the mom and pop stores, the, the little guy, the, the people that are out there struggling. So many people have closed their doors, but so many people are struggling to try to make it, you know, and if we can investing in them is you know is is i think it's powerful and it helps and especially if you take a little bit of time to get to know maybe the owner get to know the people behind the counter and i think that's where you start building that community awareness and that community readiness because you're just you're just talking to people and, and that is one of the biggest keys is just knowing people being able to get to a point where you can trust each other because once you trust each other then you can take your relationship whatever that might be right customer uh, seller to you can take that to the next level if needed whenever whenever that arises so I think that's really important so along along those lines I wanted to talk about in the preparedness community we have people that are grinding it out and trying to make it you know, on their, you know, on their, on their own, trying to make it to where they can continue providing and uh, providing content, preparedness content. And one of the things that, you know, I, I've always talked about this and I've seen it because we're looking at articles every single day and I've just seen the websites that are producing content just whittled down to, you know, there's, there's handfuls of big websites that are, that are doing it that maybe you know they're they can afford to pay somebody to write and and go there there are some that have been purchased by big business and you wouldn't know it but they've been purchased by big business to be able to i guess i don't know speak to the preparedness community and be able to you know sell you preparedness crap that that's out there and some of it is 
crap man that's why i appreciate the the emo group so much because so many people can talk about different experiences and different products that they've had and and uh, can recommend things but i you know it's one of those things that you have to think about that what would happen if everybody kind of dried up now if you're a podcast listener you've been listening to different podcasts maybe you go out and you start searching for preparedness podcasts i mean there's some there's there's some that you find and i've talked about that recently out there i mean everyone's going to have their own personality and their own way of doing things and and you know the, however they they come across but the really when you start thinking about it there there really is a handful if you wanted to listen to preparedness content you can listen to most of it uh, the new stuff that's coming out every single day. And of course, you can always, that's the great thing about podcasts, you can always go back and, and those that have not been taken down, those that are still paying for hosting, you can still go and uh, listen to older podcasts. And, and, and that's that's pretty cool, right? But if you're looking for newer content, that's, that's going to be the hard thing. And, you know, new people pop in and pop out. But at the same time, people get to a point is like, okay, I'm doing this. A lot of the times it's a passion project. Now, I've been very blessed because I haven't needed to do, uh, I guess, preparedness. I haven't needed to, you know, run the website for, for my income. I have a job and I get paid and I do this. This is kind of like my hobby. My kids were telling me, like, Dad, you don't have a hobby. There's no no hobbies that you're into. I'm like, well, you, you, running the website and the podcast is kind of like my hobby. You know, that's what that's my my thing. But I, I really do it because I really feel it's uh, coming from like a, that ministry side. I mean, that's where it all kind of started. And I don't know if I've talked about that on the podcast it's been it's been a long time since i've started the podcast i thought maybe at one point i did talk about it but i'm not sure all right i'm coming to that piece in the road where it kind of gets crazy so hopefully i uh it doesn't it doesn't get too loud road noise and all that kind of stuff but anyway so it's a passion project for me but for some people it's not and it's their livelihood and if they went somewhere else they or, or they had to stop doing it There's, there would be a lot of preparedness content that was not available anymore there's been a lot of uh, preparedness websites that have shut down and when they shut down they don't pay for hosting their articles go away and i've seen so much of that throughout the years and so hopefully we can get to a point where we support those that are that are doing preparedness out there and that are supporting the preparedness community i think that's such an important thing to do and uh, i i would i would say like if you're not sure go to those websites that the people are act like you can see their picture like their real picture i'm telling you there are i've done research i have found people that they use a picture and then you can go throw it up i'm not a big fan of google but you can throw in an image and they'll search the internet for an image and it winds up being like a stock image and i know people want to you know make sure that they're safe online and opsec and all that kind of stuff but i mean come on you know when you're using a picture that um like a, a makeup company has used <laughs> like anyway so uh, yeah I, I i did some research i even did a video and i never released it i was like you know what i'm not gonna do that but at the, at the same time it just kind of irks me there are people out there that you know that they're you see their faces they make videos they make uh they're doing podcasts they're writing articles you can you can email them they really truly email you back and and they're legit so if you can i know that 
it might be a little bit more money, but sometimes, you know, you can go to Amazon, again, talking about those big box stores, and you can support Amazon, but if you could go through somebody's Amazon link, right, or even if you were buying something, like a lot of the times in the preparedness community, we'll buy water filters and things like that, and sometimes you can go to Amazon and it's a few bucks cheaper, or you can go through somebody's website link and it goes directly to the manufacturer, and it might cost you a few more bucks, but they get a, a blessing from that, you know? And so that, you know, getting that causes them to to want to continue doing it because they are seeing some kind of financial benefit from it. You know, one of the worst things is like you're putting out information, you're putting out content, you're putting out an article and no one ever really clicks on it or really reads it or never shares it out or anything like that. Um, and you put your heart and soul into it and you know that it's really good but it just didn't get any traction out there. And that's one of those things that's just like, you know, I've experienced that before. I know other people have as well. So the last thing I wanted to talk about here is when I started Prepper website, I was linking to, I, I didn't necessarily look at all of the websites and, uh, you know, I, I, what, I guess what I'm trying to say is I looked at articles and I was finding good articles, good content, and I was linking to them on Prepper website. So it, it didn't matter if it was survival blog, right? At that time, it was the, the father of survival blogs, or if it was a really small website or blog starting out and they only had two or three articles. If it was a good article, I was going to link to it because it was good content. On that note, I was talking with some of my friends uh, this weekend, and um, we started talking about how there's podcasts out there that are less known, and and definitely there's there's websites and stuff, and I'm always trying to find those and add them to proper website at least to be able to to link to their articles, but there's also podcasts as well, and I'm I'm so busy I don't have a lot of time to research all the different podcasts that are out there and sometimes you have to do it in a podcast catcher and and then go from there you know because if you just try to go to a search engine they're just going to give you the more popular preparedness podcasts and stuff like that but if y'all are listening to podcasts or you are uh, a you're a podcaster maybe you're listening to the prepper website podcast and uh, you you're in in the community right you're uh, you're a preparedness community preparedness podcast a homesteading podcast something along those lines that 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 fall in the realm of preparedness i'd love to be able to maybe talk with you and let other people know about your podcast because i know i've been there before where you know you're you're putting out content you're sharing stuff and then it just you know you get a few views on that and uh, i hate that and i want to be able to support those that are actually doing doing the work and putting putting uh content out there so if you will send me an email you know todd.sepulveda at prepperwebsite.com i'd love to connect with you or if you're listening to a podcast that um you know that that needs you know that you want to inform me about send me an email at todd.sepulveda at prepperwebsite.com so that uh, we can maybe get some of these people on to talk about their podcast and talk about their experiences. Everybody has great experiences. And also that we can uh, just let other people know because I'm sure that if you're listening to this podcast and you subscribe to this podcast, you're, you're wanting to find other preparedness podcasts out there. And I'd love to be able to support those that are doing 
uh, work out there. So uh, some people would say, Todd, that's, you know, they're like a, a direct competitor with you. And I don't see it like that. I see it like we're, we're all part of the preparedness community. We all bring our own uh, passion and our own feel to it and our own way of doing things. And some people are going to want to listen to me. Some people are going to want to listen to, you know, my friend, you know, Dell over at Survival Prepper, Pre, uh, Survivalist Prepper. Some are going to want to listen to Brian over at Mind for Survival. Others are going to want to listen to Jack over at Survival Podcast. And, you know, uh, some, you know, want to listen to uh, my friend Mick over at Siege of New Hampshire. And then all the other ones, I, mean, I just even hate calling out podcast like that because I know that uh, I'm going to miss a lot of good ones and uh, you know Mark Goodwin over at Prepper Recon and you know the guys over at uh, Casual Preppers you know um, there's all the all the different podcasts out there and so uh, let me know and I, I'd love to just be able to connect I think it's really important that we I guess take care of our own and uh, we, we help each other out. I think that's important and we support each other. So hopefully that made a lot of sense. I've been, people are looking at me really weird because I've actually parked in the parking lot and uh, I've just been talking for a little while. And uh, so hopefully that made sense and uh, you can um, help me out there and we can continue building the preparedness community and make it a, some, a place where uh, it, it's truly a learning and uh, a community that people care about each other and we take care of our own so i'm going to go ahead and end it there and stop rambling y'all have a great week uh thanks so much for listening peace